Well, hello, podcast listeners. This is Paul James Caden with The Message Podcast. And this week we are going to be uh, talking about the subject of warning the elites. And uh, this is a, an interesting topic when we look at it from the uh, Quranic perspective. Because it, it it's talking about the elites, the people in government and society who uh, supposedly, you know, run the show, those in charge, and uh, what their function really is supposed to be. And if they get off that beaten path and start being oppressive to the people or putting forth their own agendas that are uh, oppressive or unrighteous or... Uh, sinful than those who believe in God are to warn them about their action and what is to come and what will happen if they continue on that road. But but this is also a message that uh, really spills over into society uh, as well. Because it's it's going to be talking about, you know, who who do you follow? Who do you give your allegiance to? Or are you following God? Remember we talked last week uh, about the Quran speaking many times on associating no partners with God. And that means, you know, no other gods, idols, or even things in this world. Whether it be a person, a king, a ruler, uh, your next door neighbor, your money, your possessions, whatever it might be. If you elevate something to this God status in your life that you're almost bowing down to it, that it's affecting your judgment and your actions and your perceptions of reality and your perceptions of uh, the reality of what right and wrong really are, then you're associating partners with God. So are you following after these people? Are you, are you supporting their agenda? And, uh, you know, this, this is a topic that, that really does go uh, kind of far down the rabbit hole. You know, we're, we're going to try not to get too far down the rabbit hole in this particular podcast. But, you know, we want to cover the basics of what the job of the rulers or the people in charge really is, uh, what the job of the believer is, those who believe in God and righteousness and the hereafter, and the job of you know all of us in society. So this is uh, you know really several layers deep, and we're all affected by this. Uh, particular subject one way or another. So I wanted to read first and foremost from chapter 6 starting in verse 48 in the Quran. It states, We, or speaking of God, we have sent messengers only as deliverers of good news and as warners. Whoever believes and does good, there will be no fear for them nor will they grieve. But those who deny our signs will be afflicted with punishment for their rebelliousness. 
Now, I want to go back to the beginning of that particular verse where it says, We have sent messengers only as deliverers of good news and as warners to warn the people. And this is a common thread or subject that weaves itself throughout the Quranic text. We read about, you know, not only Muhammad, but we read about messengers from the past like Moses, Noah, Lot, and his family in Sodom and Gomorrah. There are others that are mentioned in the Old Testament, and there are some names that uh, perhaps we're not familiar with, a man named Hood, who warned his people of what would happen if they continued on the path of unrighteousness and denying God or oppressing the people, or we would say in modern uh, vernacular, I suppose, you know, running amok with our own desires and uh, our own agendas. So what does it mean to warn the elite, warn those who are in charge? You know, we have Moses who warned Pharaoh, you know, let uh, the Israelites, let his people go or judgment will come. It's told in the Quran uh, when it comes to Lot and Noah, warn the people, judgment is coming if you continue on this particular path that you're on. Uh, when it speaks of uh, the prophet Hood, that, and I believe that's his name, H-U-D, if I'm remembering that correctly, who warned his people and those in charge to turn from you know, their, their crooked or perverted ways. But what does that mean in a Quranic perspective to walk the crooked path or unrighteousness or perverted ways? And what are to what are we to warn these people about? Well, in the Quran, much like uh, many verses in the Bible, it it reflects. Uh, a lot of things that are happening in our society right now. You know, we have governments that go to war for no reason. And despite what some people think about Islam and the Quran, uh, the Quran tells the believers they are not allowed to fight unless they are oppressed or unless they are attacked. They are never allowed to be the aggressor Else, this is called making mischief in the earth, being uh, one of those who make mischief. You're attacking others. You're saying, oh, we are the reformers. We're the ones who are doing good because we're attacking and killing these bad people. The Quran says, no, you're numbered among the unrighteous and the unbelievers if you do such things. So any nation, and particularly here in uh, the West, you know, uh, America, we've had uh, really sending off, you know, our military to fight wars. Uh, we had no business fighting. We've done this many times in the past. We can look at what's happening right now between Russia and uh, Ukraine. And now there's a lot of propaganda uh, around what's happening there. 
Some say, you know, uh, you know, Russia is the aggressor. Others say, well, no, there's all these, you know, Nazis and all these terrible things going on in the Ukraine. And that's one of the things we have to be wary of is the propaganda, the lies. A government and a society that lies, they are dishonest. You will never get a straight answer out of them because there's always some kind of political or financial gain for these people when they can get the masses to believe the lie or the propaganda that they're selling. So it becomes a case of, you know, don't believe half of what you hear and dismiss everything else especially when it comes to uh, the news media, especially when it comes to those in charge, I always say uh, there are no good guys. <laughs> you know, when it comes to politicians, when it comes to government, they're all out to line their own pocket. They're all out to uh, build their own utopia, these elitists, whatever they feel that is. And you and I, as uh, the little people, we, we don't count much in their big scheme of things. So, again, when we look at government, we, we know they're on the wrong path. They're walking the crooked path when they are full of violence. They are going to war when they are not attacked. They are lying to the people, spreading propaganda, spreading lies, not telling the truth. They are oppressing the people, and we see a lot of that going on, even here in the West, how much we're lied to, how much those walls of oppression are starting to uh, really close in, you know, tighter and tighter uh, around the people. Uh, of the Western states, you know, in Europe and here in America. And a lot of people are really kind of uh, almost losing their mind, you know, over this. You know, we look at the news, you know, this individual that went on a shooting spree in the subways in, in Brooklyn just last week. And, you know, he was on the Internet saying he was angry. He wanted to hurt people. And I guarantee once it comes out about his motive, well, that's the thing. He's angry. He's tired of this. He's tired of that. He's tired of the oppression. He's tired of people acting the way they act and the government getting away with this and that and the lies. It's going to be that kind of narrative that drove this individual to do what he did. And that's uh, one of the symptoms of what happens when the leaders of a country or a nation are oppressive and they're lying and they're uh, working their own agenda. The people get confused. The people feel oppressed. The people get angry. The people become violent, especially those who don't know God or those who have a false rendition of God in their belief system in their faith, in their religious tradition. And that brings us to the next tier of an oppressive, wicked government 
or ruling class or elitists. They turn their back on God. They may say they believe in God, but their gods are much different than the one true God. We can read in the Bible, we can read in the Quran, uh, all of these things that are wrong that we should not do. But yet the wicked government, the elitists, will promote those things. They will promote things like mass abortion across, you know, across the um, the board. You know, even up till you know just a couple of weeks before the baby's you know ready to be born, and you know now to understand a religious perspective of abortion, uh, especially looking at it from from that more uh, Quranic uh, perspective. If it's going to cause harm to the mother, if there are things like rape or incest, you know, these things, uh, you know, are permissible. But it's not to be used as just a form of uh, birth control. And that's where, you know, when it comes to the laws about abortion, and and I feel this to be true. These, you know, this is something I, I never really talk about, but... You know, my personal view on it is that which, you know, if you're making it legal where a lot of people can go out, well, they can get pregnant, they can go have an abortion, then they can go get pregnant again, well, they can go have an abortion. You know, you're you're giving it, you're giving people license just to live this promiscuous lifestyle and there's no consequence. They can get pregnant as many times as they want but they can always get an abortion. And that's where, um, particularly from that Quranic perspective, where it becomes sinful because you're taking these, uh, these lives for granted. You know, people living a lifestyle where they're getting pregnant and then just throwing it away because they can. I want to have my fun, but I don't want the responsibility of what might happen if I were to get pregnant. So I'll just kill it. I'll just throw it away. You know, that's where the sinfulness comes in. Destroying life just for the abundance of that physical pleasure. And I and I hope, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of understanding what um, I'm saying here because I'm not saying, oh, all these, you know. I think it's insane, uh, you know, let me say right off the bat, you know, some of these states here in, in the United States passing laws that uh, abortion, uh, again, across the board is illegal, you know, you could be fined or, you know, spend 10 years in prison or whatever it might be. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? No room for anybody who might be a victim of rape or incest or something done to them against their their uh, their will. You know that 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 is just religious insanity and that is religious oppression because religion can oppress people too. People who are 
in charge or heads of religion, these organized religions, they can absolutely oppress people. And they are. Especially in the, in the United States right now. Uh, it's... It's getting very oppressive with, with things like this. People are really taking that oppressive religious stand where they want to cry about their rights all the time, but they no, have no regard for anybody else's rights. And they'll take them away in an instant and not blink an eye and then say, well, this is good for you. This is what you need to do. This is what we want for you. So that kind of thing is absolutely wrong what... Um, you know, the governor in Florida is trying to do, and I know there are other states. I, I personally, uh, and, and it doesn't bother me if people agree or disagree agree with me on that point, uh, I, I think what uh, DeSantis is doing, the governor of Florida, is absolutely wrong. And it's political and religious oppression, flat out. So we'll also, you know, turning away from God when it comes to government and leaders, uh, we also see, um, you know, and again, this isn't, uh, you know, speaking about anybody who is gay or anything of that nature. You know, I've had some very close and dear friends who were gay, you know, in my past. But, you know, we're looking at a society now that promotes this transgender, bisexual, queer, you know, LGTB, LMNOP, I don't even know what all the letters are anymore. <laughs> There's so many added to it. Uh, and I'm not making fun there. I, I, I just don't remember what it is. But, uh, you know, these things are pushed on little children. There, there's a book out right now called Learning Your Gay BCs. And it's for children in kindergarten, five years of age and up. You know, B is for bisexual, D is for drag, um, Q is for queer. You know, there, there's the ABCs with all these uh, transgender, gay, bi, you know, type of things to remember the letters by A is for... I don't know what A is for, but I saw some of it online. So we're, we're indoctrinating little kids, confusing their minds by teaching them things like the gay BCs. And to some people, they're saying, well, you know, little kids have a right to know. But anybody in, in their right mind will understand. You know, kids are very impressionable. They'll want to be a firefighter today, and they'll want to be Batman tomorrow. They'll want to be a doctor the next day, and they'll want to be Spider-Man the next, or whatever it might be, whatever they find fascinating at the moment. So if we start putting this in front of them, well, you don't have to be, you know, a boy or a girl. You know, we have this thing now where it's, you know, promoted to, you know, you don't even have to give your baby a gender when they're born. And we find a lot of political push behind this kind of thing. And that is just going against, you know, the 
for lack of sounding overly religious, the laws of God, the nature of God, were confusing the minds of children. They'd, they're not even of an age where they can make up their own mind and we're telling them that they're not a boy or a girl, they're an it, they're a they, you know. And we don't realize how many of these kids are dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts, having nervous breakdowns, having to go on antidepressants and other medications. And uh, may I say I've heard that more than a few over the last handful of years that this has been going on that are spending time, long periods of time, and some of them, some of them may, may never get out of uh, mental institutions. So this is very damaging and confusing to many young people. They don't even know who they are anymore. But yet we'll say it's okay to teach them these things. Now, you know, these are... These are subjects I've never never really spoke on before in any of my podcasts, so it might be a, you know a little shocking you know to hear you know coming out of my mouth. But you know I think you know and I agree with the uh, Quranic perspective again that there are limits. You know there are limits that God sets for us. And not all things are sinful and unlawful. It's not, it's, it's not always so black and white as the Christian community might make these things. And that's one of the things I appreciate when it comes to um, the Koran. But there are limits. And if we cross those limits, you know, if, you know, it would be like legalizing certain drugs. You know, and look at all the things that uh, government's looking to legalize. You know, it's it's gay marriage today. It's, you know, pedophilia tomorrow. I mean, you look at the whole thing when it comes to artificial intelligence and what they call sex bots that are realistic and they want to build these things that they'll be able to move and talk and be very realistic and we have some people in government and some people in psychology and the inventor of these things saying, well, how wonderful is this going to be for those, uh, you know, who are pedophiles? They'll be able to buy themselves, you know, a robot child and have legal sex, sexual relationships with it. I mean, you know, we're really pushing the envelope when it comes to trespassing those limits of God. And these are the things that, you know, the believing people are to warn the elitists about. You know, your lying, your perverseness, your uh, your false take on religion, your propaganda, your lies, your spreading your religion, your or your religion, your agenda. You know, spreading your agenda to, to feather your own nest, your oppression, your propaganda. You know, your whole ideas of uh, population control, because that's certainly going on too. All these things are, you know, above and beyond going, uh, you know, the limits of what God has set for mankind. 
And then we have people in society who will follow those things. Well, if the government says so, if it's legal, then, you know, who are we to complain about it? Who are we to say it's wrong? Who are we to say it's bad? All those people who say it is, well, you know, they're just nutty. So there's people that, as I always say, will follow that Pied Piper. So that warning comes to the elitists, but it also comes to those who follow the elitists. And the Quran speaks of that day when, you know, it's speaking metaphorically, when the souls are being, you know, walking into hell, they'll look at the politicians and the leaders and the religious leaders they followed, and they'll say, you're the ones who led us to this. If we could only go back, we would have never listened to you. And the wicked leaders, whether they be political or religious, will say, well, we never told you to listen to us. You could have made up your own mind. We never twisted your arm. We never held a gun to your head, so to speak. You listened to what I said. You listened to us out of your own free will. It's not our fault. So it says those those very people, those elitists, will deny their followers even as they're marching into hell. We never told you to do it. You had a choice. It's not my fault you followed me to this place of punishment and those who followed them will regret that they followed these leaders in life when they had the chance to do the right thing and to follow God but you know in the Quran it's not so much uh, always warning people oh you're going to go to hell you're going to go to hell that's, that's not the message the message is that there will be a time of judgment And when you look at Moses, Noah, Lot, Hud, and others that are mentioned in the Quran, they're always warned. But if they scoff and say, ah, you know, you're full of it, we're just going to do whatever we want, we're not going to listen to you, then judgment comes. And judgment usually comes, not in some hellfire and brimstone, you know, out of the heavens, out of nowhere, but a natural disaster. A flood, a volcano, an earthquake, something always happens to uh, bring these civilizations to ruin. And that's what's interesting about the Quran. Uh, 1400 years ago, this illiterate guy, Muhammad, who lived in the, you know, uh, Arabian Peninsula, received this message and in the Quran writes... Look at the civilization, look how many civilizations have come before you. And look at the end they came to because they trespassed the limits of God. They were overtaken by disaster because of their sins and their unrighteousness and because they wouldn't remember God, they wouldn't be grateful. They were oppressive, they were liars, they had false religions, they... They did all of these terrible things, and the terrible things that always happened were just that. Fighting unjust wars, perversion, lies, false ideas about God, false religions that pretty much gave people license to do whatever they want. You want to have an orgy? Great, God promotes that. You want to go out and bury your daughters alive because it's better to, you know, have a son than a daughter? Well, great. You know, there's a goddess that will support that. 
you know, there's all these things that are reflective in our society right now in the world. Not taking care of the poor people, not taking care of the orphans, not taking care of the hungry people. How many people are in the streets going hungry? They're homeless, children, dying of hunger. But we'll we'll put more money in the government budget to teach five-year-olds, you know, give them the right to teach the gay BCs than we will to feed somebody on the street or a child on the street who is literally homeless and starving and sick. And these are great sins, according to the Quran. And these are the things that we're doing in our modern society in spades. That many of these civilizations that came before us did. And they collapsed. They fell. And we, we can now look back, as the Quran says, at all these civilizations that came before us, all these people, and what their end was. Because they didn't listen to those who came and warned them, hey, you have to stop. You have to be better. You have to treat one another better. Don't overtax the citizens. Don't lie to the people. Don't do these things. Because if you keep doing this, judgment is going to come. But the person who was sent with the warning was always laughed at, was always uh, ridiculed, and there were only the few that followed the messenger and were saved from the destruction. And we can look back and see how that's true in our ancient past. All these civilizations that came to ruin. And we can look at some of those civilizations and see the things they used to do. Human sacrifice, burning babies alive cannibalism, oppression, perversion, you know, you name it. And it it seems to be the common thread. Every civilization that got too big for its britches, too, you know, too technical with its technology, you know, stepping out and becoming more and more perverse and unrighteous and evil and oppressive, it only went so far. And then in, in the blink of an eye, that end came. There was some great disaster that just wiped them all away. So that is a truth. And that is a truth that will happen to many, many in our modern world if we keep going down the crooked path that we're on. Poisoning the food, poisoning the water, poisoning the land. And the Quran speaks about not only being loving and peaceful and respectful to one another as human beings, but also the creation God made, the animals, the earth, the water, were to respect it and care for it and live in harmony with it. And we certainly don't do that. So we're really pushing the limits when it comes to uh, going beyond those limits that, that God has set for us to live good and healthy and peaceable lives. And we also have to make sure, you know, stepping down off the rungs of the elitists and, you know, look at the people. You know, our world has become like this cult mentality and how many of them follow the elitists. 
Some worship, you know, here in America. Some worship the Democrats. Some worship the Republicans. I've spoke many times in the past and, and just recently about how many were, you know, looking at Donald Trump as this messiah kind of figure that was going to save everybody. He's not. Nobody is. They all have their agenda. And if you want to set up partners with God and say, well, that's the man, that's the political party, this is the group that's going to save us all, well, you're going to be sorely disappointed in the end. Because, as I always say, none of these people are for us. I don't care if it's Joe Biden, I don't care if it's Donald Trump, I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever they are, they all have their agenda. And we're hard-pressed to find a righteous, decent, common-sense individual who wants to do the right thing for his country and for everybody else. Extremely rare. Because government is like a cult within itself. Some people start out wanting to be politicians with the right idea, but by the time they reach the place where they could run for president or you know some higher office, they're already indoctrinated with the ways of their political party and all the good ideas have been left in the past. They're now just an indoctrinated politician, part of the cult, part of the hive mind. And people just follow behind it. They blindly follow. Look, look how many people do violence based on political views these days. Look how many people do violence in the name of the, the new woke movement. When woke people don't even have the common sense to cover their nose or their mouth if they have a cold or the flu in public and they'll just sneeze in a complete stranger's face. Oh, it's just a cold. And I've been on that rant before. Just a cold could kill an elderly person. Just a cold or the flu could kill someone who's immune compromised. Just a cold or a flu could kill my stepdaughter who's disabled. Some of you probably heard me tell the story before. She gets a, a common cold within two days. She has severe pneumonia in both lungs. And that cold could kill her. But we have no regard for anybody else. We just want to follow our little movement, our little mindset, what we've been indoctrinated with. My rights, my way, my thoughts. And so I don't care if people claim to be woke or not. They're still buzzing around the hive mind of something or someone. And that is becoming a partner with God. And many of these things, again, push the limits of what God has set for us. Because the Quran speaks of being kind to our neighbor. It doesn't matter what the religion is. Jew, Christian, Muslim, other. We're to live peaceably, the Quran says, with everyone. If they're living peaceably with us, we're living peaceably with them. 
We don't judge based on religion, race, color, creed. If someone is good to us, we are good to them. We're kind to others. And we're certainly not being kind to others if we just walk into a supermarket or a restaurant knowing full well that we are sick and just uh, (laughs) right in someone's face or right in their direction. Do we want people to be miserable and sick like we are? Do we want to take the chance that person that was behind us on the, the cashier checkout line at the grocery store died three weeks later because they were immune compromised or they had some kind of lung issue and the flu or COVID or a common cold. Their body couldn't fight it. It overwhelmed them and they died. We don't think about that because, oh, it's just a cold. It's just dot, dot, dot. And the hive mind is everywhere. It's in politics. It's in religion. It's in these woke movements. Every, it seems like everybody's following something other than God these days. And very few are those who say, hey, I want nothing to do with any of that. I'm out of that bubble. I'm out of that loop. I follow God alone. Those people are few, just as the Quran says. And if a messenger or someone who is warning them does come to them, they'll say, oh, you're so stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Our God says, our belief is, our group already knows, you know, what you don't know. And we're going to continue the way we've always been. And they'll reject the truth. They'll reject the warning. And then when that judgment comes... It will be too late. So this is something that spreads across the board. Again, the elitists, right down to the average man and woman in society. Who are we following? Who are we putting our trust in? Who are we putting our faith in? Because it's not only the government right now that's pushing their agenda, oppressing others, lying, spreading propaganda, hurting and killing others in unjust wars. But it's also doing these things are religious groups, the average man and woman on the street, because they're angry. We have to stop the bad guys. Those people are evil, so we have to go shoot up their church or shoot up you know, wherever they are, just walk in a supermarket or a subway and just open fire because, you know, these evil people, they got to be dealt with. That's an unjust war. That's killing the innocent. That's attacking those who are not oppressing or attacking you. And it is against the limits of God, and therefore it is a grave sin. And people do these things Because much like the government, the lies, the propaganda, the agenda, the perversion of religion, the perversion of truth, twisting scriptures, twisting religion, twisting doctrines to make these heinous actions and beliefs seem justified. 
And that's what those who come with the warning are to warn those people, look what you're doing, stop what you're doing. Because judgment will come, that moment will come where you stand before God and then what are you going to tell them? My political my political party, my, my political leaders told me to do this. My religious group told me to do this. QAnon told me to do this. Donald Trump told me to do this. I thought I was doing right because the Democrats told me to do this. Or some guy on the internet told me to do this who I thought had, you know, he or she had a direct pipeline to God because they said they were giving me messages directly from the Father. I thought I was doing right. And God will say, why didn't you listen to those who came with the warning? Why didn't you look to understand what the truth is? And that's one thing about the Quran. It says it is a clear Quran. The message is clear. It's not difficult to understand. What is right and what is wrong is laid out clearly in the book. And you should have known. And this is what God will reply to many in that day. Now I know there's many people out there who will say, well, you know, this Quran, doesn't it say that the Muslim people shouldn't make friends with Jews and Christians and kill them where they find them and etc. and so forth and the oppression of women and yada, yada, yada. Well, these are all things that are misunderstandings and that I will cover Uh very possibly in in future podcasts. Uh, But suffice to say right now, uh, none of that is true. And uh, anybody who hates someone because they're a Jew or a Christian or a Muslim or they're oppressing or beating their wife or women, uh, they are perverting religion. They are perverting the words of the Quran. They are adding things to the, the writing of the Quran. And they are doing just what we talked about in this podcast. They're perverting the way. They're perverting religion. They're twisting words just to push their own agenda. Because they want things a certain way for a certain reason. And this is what happens uh, too much in our world right now. So... Uh, is there a lot of judgment coming? Is there a lot of natural disasters coming that could uh, sweep us away? Very possibly. Look at what's happening in the world. Look at all the earthquakes. Look at all the floods. Look at the sun throwing off all these solar storms. And I was reading an article the other day about uh, a dead spot in the sun throughout this you know, big plasma blob that's heading toward the earth. All these things that are happening. It could come in the snap of a finger or the blink of an eye. And I think those warnings are being set up even in nature where God's saying, look, look what is happening. Look what is coming. And what is also interesting about the Quran that when that judgment does come, God says, I didn't do this to you. You wronged yourselves by doing what you did. The choice is always ours to do wrong, to do right. To escape the judgment or be taken down with it. To gain entrance into paradise or entrance into hell. Whatever that might be. And there is some debate about what that might be 
in Islam. Some take it literal. Some take it um, as something else, as you know, many in uh, Christianity do. But that's another story altogether. Choices are heaven and hell, right or wrong, overcome with the judgment, or escape it. Who are we going to follow? Who are you going to follow? What are you going to do now that you know a little bit of the truth by listening to this podcast? And will will you become one of those who warn others and say, hey, look, we, you know, it doesn't mean we're standing out on the street corner with, a you know, the sign around our neck that says the end is nigh and all that crazy stuff. You know, believe it or not, you know, the Quran is very much about intelligence. It's really about standing up and saying, hey, folks, guess what? Let me make an, you know, at least a semi-intelligent presentation about where we're headed if we don't put on the brakes. Kind of like what I tried to do here. You know, I, I may have made a better presentation in some parts of this podcast than in others, but I did my best to make a logical argument and say, look what we're doing, look where we're headed Look what the Quran says, all those civilizations that came before us, and they were overtaken, they were wiped out overnight because they didn't heed the warning, they didn't heed the messenger. And there were only the few that listened and that were spared when the disaster came, when the judgment came. And I don't know about you, but I want to try my best to be one of those people that escapes it if it comes in my lifetime uh, I want to be on the right side not because I'm afraid of God but because I love God and I want to be pleasing to him I want to try to do what's right I want to spend my eternity in the presence of God just enjoying who he is and everything that he has in store for those who love him But that's just me. Everybody has their own choice to make when it comes to these uh, particular issues. So folks, as usual, and as I say at the end of every podcast since the beginning, I hope you got something out of this today. I hope it spoke to your heart. I hope you'll think about these things, pray about these things, and... uh, You know, really just look to God and say, hey, you know, something, maybe something in this rings true. What do I do with all this? How do I start reforming my own life? Or, you know, maybe talking to others around me about, hey, maybe we better get ourselves straight. You know, but I appreciate you listening. I hope something in this show spoke to you this week. And until next time. Stay safe, stay well, stay in the light. And for those of you who celebrate, happy Easter uh, this Sunday. And I will see you next week here on The Message.